Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. All the answers to life, every answer to life, all truth. Even the answers about marriage and divorce and separation and abuse and and sex before marriage and heterosexual and homosexual, all of those things are found in the Bible. The Bible is God's roadmap for life. So we don't have to look outside. In fact, we can't find truth outside the Bible. The Bible is truth. If someone came up to you and said, I have the solution to all of life's problems, Would your ears not perk up a little bit? Today, Pastor Mark will teach listeners that they already have this truth solution, the Bible. Some people spend months and even years researching self-help books when the true remedy to their pain can only be found in God's Word. Oftentimes, as Christians, we too easily forget the mighty weapon we have at our disposal in the Bible. In Psalms, God's word is described as a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part one of his message entitled, God Cares for Your Marriage. Matthew 19. Genesis coming later, Matthew 19 to start. Well, there was a really interesting article about a sponge. It just came out. Let me read it to you. A team of engineering researchers at the University of Florida found that two minutes of microwaving on full power your sponge kill or inactivated more than 99% of bacteria, viruses, parasites, as well as spores on a kitchen sponge. I mean, that's incredible. You used to put it, you know, you'd put it and wash it with your dishes or whatever, whatever. Now all you do is put in the microwave, two minutes, totally sterile, good for your health, good for your home. I mean, you know, can't even eat peanut butter anymore. There's salmonella or E. coli in it. You know, we, I used to put peanut butter on my uh, spinach. Oh, no, that's right. So... All kinds of people read that article, I did as well, and they began putting their sponges in the microwave. But disaster happened. Let me read you one. This is an actual case. Just wanted you to know that your article on microwaving sponges resulted in my sponge catching fire. It smoked up my whole house, and it blew up my microwave. Well, what happened was, there was incredible truth in that, it does, but the article that was truth left out one little detail. The detail is, it has to be soaked in water before you put it in the microwave. (laughs) Now, let me give you a scenario this morning. 
you're over to a friend's house. They're a friend. You have dinner. They finish. They're in the kitchen. You're standing there watching them. They do all the dishes, squeeze their sponge out, dry as can be. And he says to you, I read this neat article about sterilizing my sponge. And he gets ready and opens the microwave and gets ready to put it in. Now, this is your friend. Would you say anything? Hello? Yes, you would. What would you say? Well, the article's true, but you missed a part. There's more truth you got to hear. You'd say that, not just because you're in the house, you don't want to get smoky because they're your friend. When I mention the word marriage, the world that we live in today is clueless. They don't have truth. They have a little bit of truth, some people, but they have no clue about marriage. Number one, truth never changes. Truth never changes. I need not partial truth. The sponge part was good, but I need the whole deal about it. I need to know all the truth. And number two, when I have truth, truth will change me if I obey the truth. I can sterilize my sponge But I can only sterilize it and be useful if I have all the truth. I can know all the truth. I can understand how to do that. But if I don't put it in the microwave, it won't get sterilized. So in marriage this morning, we're going to learn from Jesus truth and all the truth. I'll end today's teaching with five truths about marriage that the world is clueless about. So whether you're single, divorced, married, doesn't matter. All of this has great relevance because you will run into somebody this week in Melbourne down here in Palm Bay, whatever the beaches are up in Veer and Rockledge and up. You'll run into someone who is going to ask you about marriage or divorce or dating. And you're going to know all the truth. And of course, if you're their friend, you will lovingly share the truth. We turn to Matthew chapter 19. We begin in verse 1. When Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went into the region of Judea to the other side of Jordan. And large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. And some Pharisees, that would be the religious leaders who knew the Bible, came to him, notice, not for information, but to try to trap him or test him. And they asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any And every reason. Now, I think it's interesting that these Pharisees come with a question. Jesus doesn't answer their question, but he answers it with another question. Notice verse 4. He said to the religious leaders, haven't you read? Now, what Jesus meant in those days, of course, there was no New Testament. This is the book of Matthew. But the Jewish leaders had the Old Testament. So Jesus says to them, haven't you read? I mean, you're religious leaders. You should know God's word. You should know the Torah. He said, haven't you read that at the beginning, the creator evolved them into, oh, excuse me, made them 
male and female. And said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. You see, the Pharisees started by this. What about divorce? How, what do you think about divorce, Jesus? Let's focus on divorce. Jesus said, no, 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 no. You have to understand. I, I, we can't focus on divorce because you don't know the foundation of marriage. And so what Jesus really says is, uh, we need to get foundational truth on marriage, and then we can talk about divorce. Let's not get the cart before the horse. So he says, there are biblical foundational truths about marriage. Once we know those, and we live with them and have them in place, all the other issues of marriage and divorce and separation and all, they easily fall into place. But most of the world today is clueless about these foundational truths. So where does Jesus point them for the truths? He points them to the book of Genesis. So if you will, turn with me here in Vieira to Genesis chapter 1. When asked in the book of Matthew about marriage, where does Jesus turn? I just asked you to turn there. That like, was not a difficult question. Where does Jesus tell him to turn? Genesis 1. 1 and 2. So what Jesus is saying is, let's turn to Genesis because there's some nice myths you can talk about there. No, Jesus believed the Genesis creation story and the first 11 chapters. Why did Jesus believe it? Because he was there. Is that right? In the beginning was the word. So one of the things you want to write is this key principle. All the answers to life, every answer to life, all truth, even the answers about marriage and divorce and separation and abuse and, and sex before marriage and heterosexual and homosexual, all of those things are found in the Bible. The Bible is God's roadmap for life. So we don't have to look outside. In fact, we can't find truth outside the Bible. The Bible is truth. So that's where we look. As you turn to Genesis 1.1, notice what it says. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. So God was the originator of marriage. God drew the first set of marriage blueprints. These blueprints are available for us right here. This is how we do marriage. This is how we do dating. This is how we divorce with the exceptions that God gives. This is the blueprint. Whether here in Melbourne, Miami, Vieira, when I arrive in India, this is what I teach. It's the blueprint. Different culture, same truth. Now, when we teach on marriage, it's, it's difficult because we have to be sensitive and we have to have compassion. You know, one day Jesus met a woman at the well who had been married five times and was now living out of marriage with a man. Jesus wasn't condemning. 
He was sensitive. He was filled with compassion. But he left her with truth. Whether in Melbourne or in Vieira, we want to be sensitive. We want to have compassion. But most of all, we want to have truth. So no matter where you are in life, single, married, divorced, here in Melbourne or maybe in Vera, you're having an affair right now, or you're practicing maybe even privately a homosexual or lesbian lifestyle, or you're living together but you're not married and you're having sex. Yes, you're here and you're in Vieira. Or like many of our teenagers today, our young college students, you know, they have friends with benefits. All that simply means is they have another one or two friends in high school of the opposite sex. They're not interested in marrying them. There is no romantic involved. It's just friends with benefits. Mostly that means oral sex together. Just as friends with benefits. See, they have no clue of the biblical foundation because their parents had none, and so they're clueless. Today, if you and I will hear the whole truth and change to obey it, no matter where you find yourself, it can't go back, your life for the very first time, finally, as the woman at the well, will have purpose and meaning. Let me give you these three verses to remind ourselves of truth. A wise person will hear, in other words, hear truth and increase learning. That's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to give you truth, not partial truth. Remember the sponge, the people had partial truth. I'm going to give you the whole truth. I'm going to set you the foundation of what marriage is. Just before Jesus went back to earth, he was praying to God about his disciples. Notice what he said in John 17, 17. God, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Notice Jesus didn't say, your word contains truth. No, it's all true. By the way, I like the New Living Translation of that verse. It says this. Make them pure and holy by teaching them your words of truth. That's our goal. We want to be Christ-like. So turn with me to Genesis chapter 2. You're right nearby. Next chapter. Chapter 2, verse 7. And I want you to see how good God is to mankind. Verse 7. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. Now, the Lord God had planted a garden in the east. He was preparing for man in Eden. And there he put the man he had formed. And the Lord God, notice who's in charge of all this. God's doing all this for man. And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground. God had a green thumb. Trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life, two special trees, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden. From there it was separated into four headwaters. Go down now to verse 15. And the Lord God took the man 
and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Notice something, we, just a passing thing. There's no sin yet. Work isn't a sin. <laughs> Thank God when I get to heaven, I won't have to work. No, work isn't a sin. Now, God created Adam, and then he had this incredible paradise. And he puts Adam into it. Now, what if God would have said, Adam, it's all yours. See ya. And never said anything to Adam. Never any instructions. Never any, here's how you do it. I mean, Adam doesn't know any. A tree, what's a tree? He doesn't know anything. You know the first thing Adam would have done without instructions from God? He would have taken his sponge and put it in the microwave and blown it up. (laughs) You see, God doesn't put man on earth and go, have a nice life. No, he leaves us everything we need to know. It's the Bible. And so immediately, immediately in the next verse, God doesn't say to Adam, here you are, plop down, see ya. He commands him. He gives instructions. He begins to say to Adam, here's how you do life. You see, you and I cannot do life without God. But most of our world is doing life without God. So look at the next verse. Look what God says. Verse 16, and the Lord God commanded the man. So he's talking with Adam. Here's some instructions. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. Adam, you can do this. It's wide open for you, man. Go for it. Verse 17. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, it will blow up your microwave. (laughs) Did you get it? He gives him not partial truth, but how much? The whole truth. He said, here's some things you can do. Here's one thing you can't do. If you do it wrong, it'll destroy you. That's a good God. That's very clear. Now, what God was saying is, Adam, you can't do life without me. He put into Adam a body, a soul, and a spirit so that Adam could choose to obey God. Notice right away there's a choice. Good tree, bad tree. Adam, it's up to you. Choice. God didn't want robots. He wanted people to obey him because they trusted him. So the most basic relationship at all, of any time, the most basic of all relationships you see on the screen. Here it is. This is the essence of life. It's God connected in relationship with you as an individual. Not a group. You. Here's Adam Here's God. They're talking. They're walking. They're sharing. Adam's listening. He's hearing. And initially, Adam is obeying. So what you need to know this morning, by the way, notice this picture. Here's God and here's man. There's no church. There's no religion. God's not into religion. 
it's man and God. At the end of time, this is exactly what you'll do. You will stand before God, not with a group of people, but you as an individual, myself included. In Vieira, you will stand before God. This is it. And he'll either be, as I said earlier, your savior or your judge. In other words, you've taken care of your sins or you haven't taken care of your sins. Now, some of you here this morning don't have a personal relationship with God. Some of you in Vieira don't have a relationship with God. Well, you can't do life without God. You just can't do life without God. This morning, you need to write this next statement. We, as people, were created to know God, to worship God, to obey God, to walk with God, and don't forget this, to enjoy God. I mean, it's not like, I gotta go to church, gotta take my dose of poison today. No, it's wonderful to serve God. Wasn't it good just to kneel and serve God this morning? It was beautiful. But it's an enjoyment thing. So if, if that basic relationship in life, you can see how clear it is. And the next statement you want to write is simply one that kind of pigtails it. It's this. Man's relationship with God is the key to life and all other relationships. We need to be reminded of the goodness of God. It starts with God. God didn't put man in the garden and go, okay, Adam, fail. I'd like to see you fail. No. God was going to provide every single thing man needed to be successful in his relationship with God and his relationships with others. Now, I want you to see this next screen, and it'll take you a little while to write it. But if you capture the truth that I'm giving you here in Vieira, if you capture it, then you'll understand how life works. You can explain this to your children, your grandchildren. Some of you have never learned it yet, but you will learn it this morning. You'll get the whole key. Here it is. Every personal, every marital, every family problem is really a spiritual problem. The only exception would be as if God is giving you a trial. Then God's working that, he's brought the trial into your life. But every other personal, marital, family problem is really a spiritual problem, and it can be traced back to one thing, my relationship with God. When couples come into the office for counseling, and the two of them sit before me and they say they're Christians, I can absolutely guarantee you 100%. If there's a problem in their marriage, then one of them, not both necessarily, at least one of them has a problem in their relationship with God. And that problem in relationship with God spreads to every other relationship. Truth should be the foundation of everything you do in life. Truth is never changing, and truth changes people. Today, Pastor Mark taught us that all the answers to life, all of truth, is found in the Bible. If you want to succeed in your workplace and relationships, you will hold fast to the truths found in Scripture. As you begin to allow His Word to renew your mind, your outlook on life begins to transform to what Christ desires. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira Campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. What if you knew there was one source to every problem you face in life? Your relationship with God is the key to life and all other relationships. In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will speak on this and give three steps to journaling that will change your life. As you spend time alone with the Lord daily, reflecting, meditating on His Word, and in prayer, every area of your life will bear fruit from it in a positive way. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting